Christian Parenting. Hey friend, I'm Summer Colbert and you are listening to the Love Where You Are podcast. Each week I host real and relatable conversations to encourage you to embrace your season, grow in your faith, parent with purpose, and live life on mission for the gospel. I'm so grateful you're joining me today. In this episode, we welcome guest speaker Lauren Chandler. Lauren is passionate about writing, music, and teaching worship at her home congregation, The Village Church, and across the country. She is the author of two Bible studies and two children's books, Goodbye to Goodbyes and Praise Him. The Lord has taken Lauren and her husband Matt on a challenging journey, beginning with the November 2009 discovery of a malignant brain tumor in Matt. Lauren and her family have been given a deeper trust in clinging to the Lord during this appointed season of valleys and storms. It was through these challenges that she wrote her books, like Goodbye to Goodbyes, a retelling of the Lazarus story, and Praise Him, which is all about praising God even when things aren't easy. Summer and Lauren will talk about praise, how difficult it can feel to do when things are not going well, or how busy we can be and forget to do it, and the balancing act that is the life of a Christian mom. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are in for a treat as we welcome author Lauren Chandler. Lauren, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a really sweet conversation. I'm looking forward to it. You are the author of several books, and your latest book, Praise Him, encourages young readers to praise God continually wherever they go. And I love this as it ties beautifully with the message of this podcast, which is to love where you are. And that includes Mm -hmm. showing our love and appreciation to God for who he is and the work he does in our lives. And Lauren, you know, this, this is something that we certainly as adults forget to do. And so I so appreciate that the book reminds us as we're reading it to our kids of the importance of the practice of praise and then teaching it to our children. And that's what today's conversation is all about. So Lauren, you are a busy wife a mom, a worship leader, a pastor's wife, and an author. And so let's begin our conversation by just asking you, how have you and your husband, Matt, learned to navigate the busyness and the pressure of ministry life while still prioritizing your first disciples being your children in your home? First of all, I'd say that we try our best and we learn a lot from what works and what doesn't work. (laughs) So we by no means are experts. Um, you know, so we've just kind of learned along the way what works for our family. And, and so even like taking a step back from our calendar and making space for our, for family time, for dinners at home, and that changed from season to season. So right now, uh, you and I were talking before we got on this call, um, about how, you know, in this season of life, we've got football games and volleyball games. And so we're having to, instead of us all being able to sit down at dinner, we're having to like steal time over here and over there and, um, and really like making a priority in our fall schedule in particular, like, uh, saying no to a lot of, uh, requests for, uh, to speak or lead worship or something, because I'm like, you know what, this season is not going to last very long. So Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Friday nights are protected because I want to be there for my kids. I want to cheer them on. 
I want them to know that we show up for them um, in all the ways. And then uh, just really being intentional about the time we do have. And I don't mean like intentional in that, like everybody sit down, open up your Bibles, you know, but in the car, on the way to school, taking those little moments and not um, getting sucked into my phone or, or I don't know, something else that could be distracting, but taking advantage of, of those moments. And like I said, we have not been perfect in it. There've been times where we've chosen to, we're all sitting on our phones on the couch, you know, and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> and there are definitely times where everybody just wants to veg for a minute yeah. and that's okay. Um, but, but not letting that be what happens all the time. And so we fight for that as the best we can. And we just, we try to take advantages of the moments. We try to look at our step back and look at our calendar and not just like week to week, but like the overall, because sometimes they're going to be weeks that are crazy just because they are. And we, so we make time before or after that week and just say, Hey, this week's going to be crazy. Dad's got this. Mom's got this. Y'all got that. But Hey, we're going to go out to the ranch, you know, next weekend and we'll be together there. And so that's how we try to make time for our kids to teach them just as we go, as, you know, uh, Deuteronomy 6 says, you know, that as you go, as you walk, passing these things on to your children. Um, and then having, having times where we are intentional and it is a little bit more structured. Um, and we've, there've been seasons we've done that better than others. Like during COVID we had like family devotional almost every day. Right. It was so wonderful because no one had to really be anywhere. Exactly. Um, but, uh, I see that more as like an exception to the rule. Some families can do it like homeschooling families. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Bravo. Awesome. And I think for those families that uh, don't have that time, but would long for it to just kind of like breathe out. Uh, and breathe in grace on yourself that uh, there's grace to just find those, make those moments and then just find those moments. And that um, really it is those moments with our kids that are unscripted in the car or man at night. And, or I feel like I've had these deep conversations when I'm not even like, I, I didn't have the schedule that just happened upon me where I'm just trying to get ready for bed and they walk into the bathroom and we have this conversation. Yes. So, um, yeah, I just want to like breathe peace over your listeners. If, if it's not always a, a scripted time, but maybe it's just more as the, as you go, that that's okay. I love that. Absolutely. And I think all my listeners are smiling right now because we reference that so much on this podcast. We do. And because it doesn't need to look like this perfect formula. I love how you use scripted. It's absolutely true. I mean, I'll give you an example. Last night, my son had football as one was ending practice. The other was being dropped off for practice. So we made the decision as a family. I had made lunch or I had made dinner at lunchtime 
yesterday and had it all prepared and I had Tupperware and we had our vegetable soup and toasted bread sitting in the football stands watching one of our sons practice and and that but we prioritized that time together instead of dropping one off and dropping another and having to be in the car more than you know just being there and being present we chose that time and it was unscripted and it was sweet and the breeze was nice and we had books and we were talking about what we were reading and we were asking our kids questions about the day and that's a sweet time it was no less important or impactful for our family because that was where we were sitting versus sitting on our couches with our bibles open and then there's other times like you're talking about our kids will ask a question there'll be a scenario at school that they really want to dive into and of course i don't know if this happens in your house Laura, but my kids always wait until right when I'm saying goodnight and I'm taking the steps backward and closing the door. And then that's when they hit me with a really deep theological question. And I'm like, guys, come on, you know, but it's so sweet. And the fact that they want to engage with us. And so I love that you're, you're talking about the same thing. We're right there with you and we by no means have got it figured out, but there is something so freeing and understanding the way that you just described it, that we're just living life and we're enjoying time with our kids and we're embracing those moments where we can grab them. So let's talk about Praise Him because it is such a sweet book and I want our listeners to hear more about that and then we'll dive into some conversation as you describe it for us. But I essentially want to walk through the book and its character with you as she goes from a sunny morning to a stormy afternoon and finally a dark night. And I want to talk about how to teach our kids to praise all throughout the day. So we're all guilty of acting like fair weather Christians at times when life is sunny and things are going well, we forget to acknowledge God and thank him for the blessings and the joys that we're experiencing. So, and as we just talked about, we're all so busy and that has translated to our kids as well. So how can we as parents teach our kids to pause and praise during the busy parts of their day and when things are going well. Let's start there, Lauren. Yeah. Um, I think the easiest thing for me, and I think it might be different for different people, but I uh, love beauty, especially in nature. And so usually that's where it comes out, where I will gasp at a beautiful cloud or sunset or oh my gosh, look at that bird. Oh my gosh, look at that tree or that flower or something like that where it's a, a moment to like ad- adore the Lord and how he, in his creation. Yeah. And so that's one way that I, it's just a simple way to just praise God for who he is that even if we had a rough morning getting out the door, I can be like, oh my gosh, look at that sunrise. Isn't that beautiful? Like that happened just the other day where man, it was rough. There were, there, there were voices that we don't normally use. And we were like all disheveled coming out with things in every arm under every arm. It was just huffing and puffing to get to the car. But then, but then like getting in the car and seeing the sunrise with the like clouds just painted perfectly and us both looking at it and it's just like our hearts melted. They went from like stone cold to sweet and soft mm-hmm. and a lot softer. And that led to, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I love you. And so, um, you know, just praising him uh, on through his creation, just like noticing things mm-hmm. about creation. And then just like, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of just practical ways 
uh, praying for my kids before the day, like just thanking him for the school that they go to, for the friends that they have. And, um, you know, praise is really um, linked closely to Thanksgiving too. And so, and worship. And so just thanking him as a way of praising him too. Like, God, you're so good. Thank you that you give us a school to go to and brains to think with and uh, to discover how you've made the earth. And, and so that's one way that we, we practically praise God on the sunny days. Um, and, and yeah, I think on the sunny days, it probably comes out more as Thanksgiving and adoration um, because it, it, it is a natural overflow when you're enjoying something. You want to say thank you or you want to gasp at a sunrise or a sunset. And so um, it, it actually does. We were built right. that way. Like it is fitting for us to do that. And so um, that's one way that we do it in the Chandler home. I love that. I think that's so sweet. And and as you're describing it, it's a part of that conversation, just as we were talking about before. It's just interwoven in your daily life that you just include that and you're teaching your kids to notice that. And they're watching you. They're watching your response. And I love that story that you shared that everybody was frazzled and frustrated and things were not going well, but just you were able to just flip the script by noticing God's creation and appreciating it with your children and then hearts were softened. That's amazing. And I, that's something that we don't need to discount and go, Oh, well, you know, don't blow that off because that could completely change the course of their day. Now, all of a sudden you're dropping your kids off with hugs and smiles and warm feelings and blessings from mama instead of frustrations and harsh tones or just the silent treatment. So we can't discount the impact of praise in our conversations, in our relationships, and in our day. So I love that you shared that, Lauren. That's great. So we move into the afternoon with your book character, and she experiences a stormy afternoon. And this beautifully represents the challenges, big or small, that even our kids experience. And we as adults struggle when we experience storms in our lives. So how can we help our kids navigate their storms and cultivate a trust in God despite those storms. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. And I feel like it's one the Lord loves to show me over and over again in my life. Right. And he's so good to do that. You know, he is so good. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's kind of twofold and that it, well, maybe threefold. And then it, I, I try to show them by just doing it myself when we're going through something hard. And it starts off with, okay, God, I know you've got this. I know you've got the storm. I know you got me in it. I praise you. But this is how I'm feeling. (laughs) And so it's like praising and trusting him, but then giving space to pour out my heart. Like, but this is how it feels. I know not all this is true. I know this isn't all based in the truth, but this is how feels right now. And, and I know that you're showing me, um, you know, that you gave me feelings, you gave humans feelings to show us what's going on inside. Um, uh, it's like evidence of something deeper. And so, um, not pushing them down or even like over spiritualizing and just kind of, well, it'll be fine. And, you know, but just 
feeling them. And we see this in scripture. We see it in the Psalms in particular with David. He cries out to God. He says, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? And then we see it. Uh, one of my favorites is um, uh, in First Samuel where Hannah pours out her heart to God because she's wanted a child and he hasn't blessed her. And like, she's pouring her heart out so fiercely that the high priest thinks that she's drunk. Like she's going after it. Um, But, you know, so I think you, you start with the praise, you start with, I know you have this God because I know you're good. However, it feels this way, but I know God that you are good and you won't waste this. And so that's, um, how I've tried to show my kids is by just doing it when it's hard, where, when we're in the midst of a storm, um, and then just trying to, uh, lead them through that, um, you know, kind of let them vent to me sometimes and just giving space for that, which is hard for me to do. Cause I want to be like, okay, but well, you know, can you see it from this perspective and blah, blah, blah. And that is good. But it's like, I need one, especially with my youngest. I'm like, have you eaten yet? Do you need to rest? And so making sure she does those things. And then let's talk about the storm you're going through or this issue at school or what's going on. And then, um, let her vent that and, and give her a minute to just sit and then come back around about, okay, do you see how, you know, the Lord might be doing something in this, how he could be shaping you? Do you know, you know, maybe this is what's going on. And so, um, that's kind of how I'm trying to shape it with them. And, and, you know, um, you got to do what's best for your kids. And I think because my kids are pastor's kids, spiritual language is not super helpful for them because they will just be like, what? And they turn it off. (laughs) Exactly. But just trying to, in their language, connect with them and give them the concepts without maybe the spiritual language. That's really hard for me to do, but I'm trying. I'm trying to do that. So, um, and then praying for them, praying that eventually they get the spiritual language and um, that it will become more second nature. But right now I'm just walking them through it. Yeah, that's really good. And I appreciate that because you're not dumbing down, but you are simplifying it in a way that their hearts can understand. And you are creating that margin and taking the time to meet your child where they are, which is essentially love where you are. You know, your child, you know, their needs for some, you know, Hey, you need a snack. Let's regulate that blood sugar a little bit. Hey, we need a moment just to have some <laughs> let's have some breaths, you know, let's, let's reset a little bit and then let's tackle the problem. But I'm here. I'm present. I'm acknowledging your feelings and I'm going to sit here with you in this and ultimately point you to the Lord. And so I think that's a beautiful example of that because we know storms are going to happen. It's inevitable. And we as moms, it's not our place to try and shelter them from those storms. It's our place to equip them to walk through the storms and to walk through them well and to continue to look to and trust the Lord 
as they're walking through and experiencing those storms. So I think that's so fantastic. You know, I think about, you're talking about your youngest, my daughter, um, we do, we struggle with a lot of anxiety in our house and, and she's just really fearful. Nighttime is really hard for her. And you talk in the book about a dark night. And so I want to move into that part of our story. And I just, I thought so much about my daughter when I was reading through this and my daughter, when she's really struggling at night and having a hard time, whatever's bothering her little heart, when her body's forced to be still, that's when her mind activates and it can just be really, really hard on her. And so we'll go through the steps like you're talking about. I make sure her belly's full um, and I'm there for her and we're present and we're like, okay, we're talking through whatever the issue is. And I'm like, okay, let's say the scary thing out loud and then let's pray about it. Let's talk to the Lord about it. And as she's been younger, she's getting it. I think it's clicking with her a little bit more now, but you know, she would get upset after we would say amen and go, but it's not working. I'm still upset. I'm still scared. I'm still, you know, whatever, because she wants immediate answers and she wants that immediate resolve. And Hey, listen, as adults, we do the same thing. We're like, God, I want to snap my fingers and I want you to fix this. And that's just not how the Lord works. And so when we talk about these dark nights, when things are scary and fears are highlighted and we feel alone, how can we teach our kids to pray and trust God and praise despite these big feelings of fear or disappointment? I went out on a walk this morning and there were just some things heavy on my heart and just like needing, like praying to God, like needing him to come through for me. <clears throat> and one of the things that he brought to mind was just to remember, remember, okay, remember the times that you felt this way before and you were unsure how was I was going to come through for you. Did I come through? I was like, yeah, you did. Was it the way you expected every time? Not necessarily, but you did. And so even when I think about your daughter and that sweet little girl in the book, which by the way, was, um, it was patterned after my youngest who happens to look like my oldest. So I got both my girls in the book and in some way, um, but you know, she can remember, you know, that, okay, did you keep me all the way through today? Did I go to sleep last night? And so I'm talking about maybe this isn't the kind of anxiety your daughter struggles with, but I can remember being her age and I'd be like, will I wake up in the morning? Will I see tomorrow? Like I, these are questions I had as a little kid. And just to remember, well, I went to sleep last night and I woke up this morning. You know, I went to sleep the night before and woke up this morning. So it was like this, okay, he has kept me. Like I, I woken up every morning and what was seemed so scary last night, it looks really small today, you know, and I see God, you carried me through each time. It didn't mean it wasn't scary in the moment. It didn't mean that I wasn't sure how you're going to do it. I'm just like, okay, you will get me through this one way or another. Uh, and I trust you to do that. And so those, uh, that's how I would encourage sweet little kids and then big grown-up kids like me. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I like, this feels like it's not going to turn out okay. But then the Lord's like, but has it in the past? Have I come through for you in the past? And I can say he has. Maybe not the way I'd anticipated, but he's come through. Jesus is the reason for the season. He is the greatest gift of all and why we celebrate and give each other gifts for Christmas. We can't give our kids the physical gift of Jesus, 
but we can give them gifts which help them learn about who he is. Our guest, Lauren Chandler, is the author of two children's books, Goodbye to Goodbyes, and her most recent one, Praise Him. Praise Him is a beautifully illustrated board book filled page after page with Lauren's lyrical lines. The book encourages us that day or night, wherever we go, we can praise God continually. Goodbye to Goodbyes is a children's book dedicated to showing Jesus came to end goodbyes. Death is a difficult concept for even adults, and teaching kids about it can seem scary and uncomfortable. In this children's book, Lauren shows how Jesus knew the sadness of losing a friend, but Jesus also changed everything. Help your child with this retelling of the Lazarus story to see that Jesus has overcome death, and we can say goodbye to goodbyes. You can find Praise Him and Goodbye to Goodbyes on Amazon. Give a gift that brings your child back to our greatest gift, Jesus. And your gift supports a Christian author. Now let's get back to the conversation with Lauren Chandler. Yeah, that's so good. Which that right there evokes praise because you're like, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. I'm praising you because you've been found faithful in my life and the little things and the big, you know, and I love that you share that our, one of our pastors um, had a quote a couple of Sundays ago and it has really stuck with me. And he said, when you don't know how to move forward, look back. And Mm, he's called. Yeah of God and how we have survived a hundred percent of our hard days and a hundred percent of our challenges and struggles up until this point. So why would we not build on that faithfulness and that trust in the Lord that he is going to show up? And you bring up a really important point and I I don't want to ignore what you just said, talking about being a young child and still that was what was going through your mind. And I can relate to that. I had anxiety as a child and there were things that I would lay in my bed at night or sit in the backseat of the car. And I would think, what if my mom gets in a car wreck on the way to pick me up from school and I don't have my mom anymore? You know, like our kids are feeling big things and they're thinking really scary thoughts. And so rather than you know, sweeping that under the rug, we as parents need to be a safe place for our kids to say those scary things out loud. Because to your point, Lauren, when you say it out loud and you recount the faithfulness of God, then that makes that fear just diminish over time. And that's putting into just beautiful practice. And what a blessing we're giving our kids if we teach them to do that at a young age. So they're not in their thirties and their forties, raising their own kids and they're still struggling with those things. So I really love how you share that. And, you know, you had alluded to this earlier, and I want to go back to it for a moment, where we see this hesitation to pray or to praise because we feel like we're not saying it the right way. And you were talking about Mm -hmm. spiritual language. And so oftentimes we leave prayers and praises unspoken. And so I love that your book reminds kids and parents alike that we don't need to use big, impressive words to talk to God. And instead, we only need simple words to praise him. So give us some examples of how you teach simple words of praise to your kids and how we can do the same. Yeah, I think just um, one of the things that we do at uh, our dinner table is highs and lows. And so like, what was your high of the day? What was your low of the day? And just even just acknowledging what was hard about the day and what was good about the day. And, and then, you know, praising God for both that, that we're here together, um, that he got us through, uh, today. Um, that's kind of one way that we do it. And then, um, you know, just, uh, counting, uh, acknowledging God in our everyday, like 
and just saying thank you, God. I think that's probably one of the easiest ways to praise God is just to thank him. Yeah. And I know that's not exactly the same, but it, it you are acknowledging him. You're acknowledging his goodness when you say thank you. And um, you're acknowledging um, that you've received something from him. Um, and so that is, I think, the easiest form of praise for kids to get right now is just thank you, God, for that, you know, for a sunny day. Thank you, God, that it rained today because the the um, flowers have been really thirsty, you know. Thank you, God, you know, for just the smallest things. Thank you, God, that um, I had a good day at school. Thank you, God, that I made it through my math test, <laughs> you know, just right. little things like that. Um, are a way to praise him and then worship songs like just uh, I've got it and it's pretty subversive because I'm not like hey let's let's listen to my praise and worship and praise God together some kids that's great but when you're a worship leader sometimes your kids are just some kids love it and they're like yeah let's do it I think being a worship leader's kids and pastor's kids I think it's just different for them. And so uh, I'll subversively just play worship music and then I'll hear them singing it. And I'm like, okay, yes. Like whether they know it, that is sinking deep into their little hearts or their medium sized hearts because they're all big. In fact, my youngest is taller than I am. She's like five, nine. And so anyway, their hearts are not so little anymore, Um, but they're little, little in the Lord. And um, you know, that that's being cultivated in their hearts to give them words to, to praise God that are worship songs. And, um, and so, uh, that's, that's how we do it practically. And then of course, um, you know, just developing them spiritually, um, having them involved with our youth group. And, and so they're learning to praise him in places where we are not, uh, going to church as a family, um, yeah, so those are the places that uh, I've I've tried to encourage just simple words of praise. Like I said, it doesn't have to be um, eloquent or extravagant. Um, even like making our kids pray <laughs> and bless the food when they're little, and saying right. you can do it. Like you can do it. You can pray, and you know it might be thank you God for this food, amen. And that's okay. Like it is teaching them how to in front of others, be comfortable thanking God and praising God. And, and they still do it. And, um, it's been a habit that we've taught them early on. And like we said, does not have to be fancy, just be honest. And, um, the Lord knows anyway. Yes, you're so right. And, you know, as you're talking about that, it makes me think I really, over the last couple of years, have had a burden when I listen to my kids pray. And it's very, it almost seems scripted and they're saying the same thing every time. And I'm like, oh, you know, are we getting it? Are we just asking God for a good day? Are we just asking God to help us win our football game? But (laughs) I was almost like belittling, you know, their prayers Mm. in a sense of, oh man, I just really want them to get it. But you're so right. And this is almost kind of an aha moment for me as I'm kind of wrestling through this as a mom, like you're building the foundations of prayer and God will develop and grow their faith over time. And so it's don't belittle the fact that they're asking God for the puppy's toe to feel better or, you know, because 
that'll turn into, hey, my friend was really sad at school today. God, would you be with my friend? And then that's going to turn into, hey, I've got a friend whose parents are getting divorced and I'm just broken for them. And God, would you just be with that? And then that over time is going to build and build and build. And then you're going to see that growth. You're going to see that spiritual maturity, but we've set the foundations in the safe space. And I really like how you talk about empowering our kids. Like you can do this. You're not too little. And we've talked about that several times on this show of we don't wait until they reach a certain age and go, okay, now kick it into spiritual gear, kids. You know, it's like we're, we're bringing them along in their journey. We're modeling for them. We're giving them empowerment, giving them permission, understanding that when our kids accept Christ, they have the same power inside them that we do, that yeah. Jesus has given all of us through the Holy Spirit. Why couldn't they use that? So I love Sorry. that you're talking about empowering our kids. And you've shared with us a little bit about how you weave that into your daily rhythms of life. And so you talked about how some of your kids are not so little anymore. They're a little bit bigger. So they're dealing with bigger yeah. world issues. They're seeing the brokenness of sin around them. Yeah. How have you been able to parent and teach your kids to praise? Or how can you, let me even rephrase that and say, how has this pattern of cultivating praise in the hearts of your kids manifested for them as they're coming into young adulthood? Yeah. Um, I think with my oldest, it's been a little rougher road with her and she'd be the first to tell you that. But, um, I think just not giving up, um, I think her seeing us continue to love her and love the Lord through a really hard time Mm -hmm. has given her something to, to fall back on. And I can see her, like when I just thought she wasn't watching us or caring at all, um, I see now she was watching very closely to how we were handling a hard season with her. And I see it manifest in really surprising ways. And one of it's like, she posted something on Facebook that was like, Oh, Oh, okay. You know, like about the (laughs) Lord and about his goodness and his kindness. And I was like, Okay. Um, and so, um, and I believe she is a believer and I cannot wait to see what the Lord does in that like powder keg of a young woman that she is like, no doubt. But so I don't know if that answers your question exactly, but just watching us praise him in the midst of a storm I think has given her like it, she saw it yeah. even when we didn't know if she was looking at it and seeing it and the Lord was working. The Lord was working in her even yeah. when we didn't see it. Right. Um, and so, and then, you know, my, my middle, who's almost 17, he, um, the same thing. He's watched Matt and me go through stuff and, and not, maybe not be consistent in, <laughs> Um, I don't know in anything, but maybe except to always go back to the Lord and to follow his feet and say, we need you. We love you. Uh, you're our only hope. And I can see that putting, um, fortitude in him too. And, um, and him uh, growing in his relationship with the Lord and learning how to praise him in his own way. 
um, and learning how to do hard things. Like sometimes our lives are just praise by just being like, Lord, I, I trust you that I know that this is the right thing to do, even though I don't, I don't feel like what I want to do that like obedience yes. is worship and praise to him. And so we see that happening in his life um, right now. So those are my two older young adults that I, I can see, gosh, it, like I said, not the scripted stuff, but the, we have praised him and we've modeled what it looks like to praise the Lord through every part of our day, every season of our life. And I think that has been caught by our kids. You know, I don't know who said that most things are caught, not taught. That's Absolutely right. true. As yeah. I see my, my daughter about to be, leave her teenage years and she's about to turn 20 and my son in his late teens. And so, um, I see that happening in their lives. I'm so grateful because in the midst of it, it's really hard to see. Um, and so this will be an, another one that I look back and the Lord say, see, I came through for you there. Don't worry right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I so appreciate you sharing that because yeah. I think that speaks to the hearts of many because not everybody listening has littles where they've got that clean slate and that fresh start. I mean, a lot of us are listening and I'm right here with you in, you know, we're well into our parenting years and the enemy can really get me when he reminds me of how I failed in my early parenting years and how I was not as spiritually mature and I was still in the throes of just being, I mean, parenting brought out all of the ugly in me, Lauren. I don't know about you, like marriage, no, well, like we coasted in pretty well. And then the kids came and it was like, whoa, that's a whole new level of sin. I didn't know I had. Yeah. And yeah. so to come through that and for our, our, our children to be, I don't even want to say resilient, you know, but the Lord is so good and gracious to redeem where we have come short as parents. And, and it's a great reminder for us as their parents that he's sovereign over their lives sure. and that we are doing the best that we can, as you've described for us today. And I think that speaks for all of us who are listening and myself who's talking right now. We are just doing the best that we can. And sometimes it looks like we are crawling face down, pulling ourselves by our fingernails, just trying to touch the hem of his garment because we just don't have any more mm -hmm. in us because of the different things we're walking through. And then there's other times that we are skipping through beautiful green pastures and we're thanking the Lord for the sunshine and the flowers, but mm -hmm. he's there in the midst of all of it. And that's why we can praise him. And I know that that's yeah. your heart. And that is certainly my heart. And that is the heart of all of you who are listening today. So I pray that you're encouraged by that. And I so mm -hmm. appreciate your honesty. You know, we don't relate to, we've got this whole thing figured out and you should follow and do like what we do. Here's our book, <laughs> buy my book. You know, I mean, we're in the trenches. We're all together in all of this. And so it's just yeah. really helpful to have these types of conversations. So as we close out today, Lauren, I just want to give you the opportunity to give our listeners a closing word of encouragement, something that the Lord has impressed upon you to leave our listeners with as we finish our conversation today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Summer. I just want to encourage your listeners um, by just saying that he loves you, uh, that God loves you, and that his posture towards you is open arms. And yeah. it is uh, love that he is a father who loves his children and that your orientation to him and to the world is one who is loved by God and that he can use anything and everything um, in your life for good, for your good, yeah. uh, for his glory. 
And um, that is why we get to praise him no matter what. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. It has been such a pleasure just getting to know you and hearing your story. I want to make sure that our listeners can connect with and support you. And I want to make sure that they can get a copy of Praise Him as we are into the holiday season. Guys, this is a great gift idea for you to be able to gift maybe a family gift. It's something that you open together and it's something that you enjoy together. Lauren, how can they do that? Well, you can connect with me at laurenchandler.com. You can sign up for uh, my email list. Um, I'm building that right now so that I can get content to you uh, regularly. Also, um, I'm on Instagram, at laurenchandler. That's where I like to be the most. I think people are nicest on Instagram. Um, (laughs) And then uh, uh, you can purchase my book and Bible studies and all the things uh, primarily at lifeway.com. They're also available on Amazon, uh, christianbook.com, various, like anywhere you can buy books online, you can probably find for sure. Praise him. Perfect. And I'll make sure and have all of the links in today's show notes. So y'all be sure click on those, connect with Lauren. She posts some beautiful pictures of sunsets and the creation that she's talked about, those reminders to praise. And so you're going to want to connect with her there. I promise it'll make you smile. Lauren, thank you so much for being our guest today. It has been such a pleasure. It's been a delight. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Love Where You Are podcast. I'm so grateful you've joined in our conversation today. If you've been blessed by this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or share this with a friend. Don't forget to head over to today's show notes where you will find all of the links to connect with today's guest, along with scripture references, resources mentioned, and some of my favorite takeaways. And hey, I'd love to connect with you. Check out the links to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Plus, join the Ahava community, a Facebook group where we can dive deeper into today's conversation together. Until next time, go love where you are and live life on mission for Jesus today.